Have you ever thought about starting a business, but you've got no money, right? So you think, I'd love to start a business. I'm currently employed or I'm unemployed or I've been made redundant, but I haven't got any money to start a business, right? So what do you do? There are multiple different ways that you can fund a business, right? And we won't go into all of those uh, for the intro today um, because I want to speak about one particular way of starting, really backing yourself up. That's what it really takes, right? When you try and source funds uh, for a business, you're really backing yourself first before anyone else uh, buys from you. Now, my next speaker today has got a really, really fantastic story. One that probably to her seems really normal. And most of us will probably think like, yeah, I've been through that. And you might be listening to this thinking, gosh, how did she get through it? She's sitting back there backstage thinking, I just got on with it. Like it wasn't that, you know, she probably doesn't, she probably underestimates herself and the power and the, the true talent she needed to get through what she got through. So my next speaker is a mortgage advisor. She wasn't qualified to start with. So she actually put on a credit card, £2,500 to get her CMAP qualification to start her studies. So she had no money to even be, even to before to begin a business, even before beginning the business, she had to actually get the qualification, right? So she put that on a credit card and three weeks before giving birth to her son, who actually came three weeks early, she passed her CMAP qualification. So let me just get this straight. So she's currently studying pregnant to eventually start her own career and business as a mortgage advisor. But she's currently heavily pregnant. The son happens to come th three weeks early. There was unfortunately a complication there, which, um, you know, in her words was quite traumatic. Um, so yeah, she you know, had to just move past that and find a way to um, to deal with it, basically. So we're definitely going to be hearing from, from her on that side of things. So I really want to bring this speaker in to talk to us about the turbulent times that mothers have to go through, whether pregnant, already have a baby and a business, or want to be more independent, start a business, but also start a family. How do you juggle both? Now, I've been following her on social media for a while. I know what an amazing present mother she is because I see her children online. But I also see how diligent she is in her business and how present she is in business too. Now, whilst it may look easy from an Instagram point of view, I'm sure that's not the case. So I am here to welcome Christy Walsh from The Mortgage Capital, who's going to be talking us through her journey, what she did, how she did it. And I hope this enables you in whatever situation you're in to find a ray of hope. Hello. Hi, Christy. How are you doing? I'm good. And you? I'm very well, thank you. Finally, uh, delighted that the sunshine is out. Um, so yeah, loving the summer vibes that have finally arrived. Yes, I know. 
can't wait just to get all this nice and sun but we'll probably never see it we're in the office <laughs> yeah that is very true yes yeah that is very very true but I will try and head on out early today because um I think I owe my my husband a uh a nice dinner, you know, barbecue night together. I'm traveling a lot next week. Um, so yeah, I need to, you know, balance it out basically. So speaking of balance, Christy, I know I probably didn't do the intro justice because I've only just started to get to know you. I barely know you. I've only been following you on social media. Um, you bravely stepped up and put your hand up to want to be on the show, which is fantastic. I'm really, really happy to have you here. Um, so tell me, how did Mortgage Capital come about? Tell us about your journey. How did you start it? Um, well, obviously in the intro, you mentioned passing CMAP, which was the next stage in my career at the time. And it, it was the only time for me that I could do it. So um, fast forwarding, I spent years um, working for a corporate company as a mortgage broker. And as time and time went on, people were seen as numbers and it just wasn't suiting my personality. And then slowly I'd start clashing um because I didn't do um what was expected of me even though I was a really good broker at the time high performing broker for them um for me it was lacking on service and I couldn't do certain things so it was a bit of a one off the cuff <laughs> um it was literally walk in my office there's my notice off I go I wasn't happy if you're not happy in work it's where you spend majority of your time or your life should I say um, I wasn't getting that balance at home. I was really stressed. I was grumpy. So it was just one of those things that I just did spontaneously and was like, I'm not happy. So I'm, I'm just going to go and I'm going to do it my way and how I want to do it. And yeah, that's pretty much where we've gone. And here we are today. <laughs> wow. So yeah, I mean, when you do spend that much time of your life in uh, in, in a workplace that just doesn't support your values or your mission or who you are as a person, yeah. then yeah, it's absolutely time to move on. But some people find that tough, um, Christy. A lot of people find it tough to just leave something that is familiar and comfortable, you know, that regular paycheck, you know, and you just think, oh, let's just get on with it. Um, how did you make that decision? Like, what steps did you take to to move away from corporate and start on your own? It was quite erratic, actually. Um, Tell us the good, the bad and the ugly. We want to know <laughs> how ugly it really got. I probably wouldn't advise anyone to do it. Um, no, I would, actually. Do you know what? It comes down to faith and believing in yourself at the end of the day. Um, the background story of it is financially, could I afford to do it? Absolutely not. Um, we just bought a house, got a mortgage, big mortgage, and we've got a little boy paying nursery fees, and they're not cheap. So I needed a salary, if I'm honest, but I trusted the fact that I'd built up a client base, a very, very low client base, and that is one of our ethoses. So um, I just believed, and I could see a lot of people were referring people to me. I then did get to the stage that certain clients wouldn't use me because I was in that corporate industry where maybe they'd prefer somebody who is more independent and had their own business, and people do support small businesses as well. So suppose it was just one of those things that I just had a gut feeling and I knew it was always going to work. Um, I didn't think it through. I'll be completely honest with you, but I knew I was good at my job. I knew I could bring more and I just took the gamble. If you're not going to take the risk, it's never going to happen. That is 
brave but smart so here's what you did really so there are people who talk to me sometimes and talk to me about their business idea but they've never even had one proven concept that their idea has got legs so they haven't got their first customer they haven't got that tested whereas what you did is you built that experience and knowledge under a firm so you were working somewhere else you you were employed you had a proven concept you knew you were good at your job you knew what you were doing and then you decided to jump ship and do it for yourself and that's the smart bit right that's the smart difference which is you already had customers who were loyal loved and you know did what you were doing you found a gap right so i'm I'm, I'm now analyzing this as a (laughs) marketing strategist and as a from a business perspective right i'm looking at it as is there a valuable proposition here? And there truly is because you decided to give them what the corporate couldn't, which was yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the biggest frustration in this industry is I think women do not get undervalued, but we get overshadowed. Um, And I am starting to see that people, clients, they do trust women more. And we do seem to have that more of a natural touch, no disrespect against male. Um, But I think it's maybe because I've got a son so I can relate relate to clients a lot better and easier um I can have those awkward conversations a lot easier as well and again we've just got a little bit more of a caring nature which comes natural to a woman again just due to having children and stuff so that's what I put it down to anyway um I'm sure there are certain men out there that can give the same more than women but that's my experience that's what I think so Totally, totally. Because obviously there's men who have children and um, wives and daughters and, and they, they do understand yeah. what that's like. Um, not to mention, you know, uh, even just in the previous uh, episode, we were discussing diversity, you know, and different disabilities. Um, so, yeah, that comes into play as well and how, you know, different backgrounds relate to different people. So we need yeah. more, um, more people like Christine, but more people like you, whoever you are listening. Maybe you are part of a corporate thinking, I don't belong here. People need to see that edge or that that side of me. Um, then, you know, that's how it's done, basically. Um, but personal life hasn't always been easy either, has it, Christy? No, everything's always a challenge. It's actually a standing joke in the office that anything I do, it's always hard work. Like, I'm always like, the world's just against me, but I just take it as I go. So, you know, like if... Yeah, we definitely need to change... Sorry, I just wanted to jump in there and say, we definitely need to change that narrative, okay? That is an affirmation because yeah. you're focusing on everything is a challenge everything I do is complicated and you love it great great and man of change that story and say (laughs) everything I do is is because I'm I'm capable everything I I do is because I'm capable and I'm talented and I'm able to push barriers so yeah definitely reframe how you know you're not a you know you don't make things harder or more complicated you have um a very creative style of approaching things and dealing with things so yes sorry yeah let's go yeah absolutely from reading your story um but sorry let's go back on to yeah your your personal trajectory the journey you've had to endure during trying to you know whilst you're still trying to build a career right Mm -hmm. Um, okay so started the corporate ladder um at one of the biggest building societies so from cashier all the way up so the next step was um a mortgage broker or mortgage advisor um during that process we had like one of the worst news you could ever possibly imagine um my 18 year old 
um, younger brother um, was killed in a car accident. So not the um, best news you can have. And just to give you a little bit of background story, my dad was in involved in it as well. So he was not the man in the house and there's only me and my mum left. So I kind of just had to take over. Um, there was literally no time for me to sit there and cry or don't get me wrong, I did. Um, but I maybe couldn't take on the, the grieving as what everybody else could around me. Um, and just the way that I've been brought up and, you know, you don't let things beat you down and you just get back up you know, there's two ways about it, isn't there? You're either going to let the grief eat you up and you're going to blame the world, you're going to blame everybody and you're going to be like that for the rest of your life. You're going to be very miserable or you're going to overcome it. It's the worst news ever. But how do you make that worst news into um, a positive? So, you know, again, you can only do so much with it, but I put all my pain into everything that we've become today. Um, My biggest achievement after that is then my son. So even if I was to change everything, my son might not be here, my business might not be here. So everything does happen for a reason as drastic and as horrible as that sounds. Um, So I believe in that, but don't get me wrong tomorrow, you know, I'd love to have a conversation with him again, give him his last hug and everything else. But um, I do believe everything does happen to get you where you need to get. So I suppose my mindset behind it was, um, you know, I had to kind of be the alpha male in the family. I had to take over running the house. I had to, you know, sort the funeral out. I had to keep everything in check. And um, I actually went back to work within a couple of weeks because it was driving me insane just staying at home, listening to, you know, sad stories because, again, it is going to be. And I just wanted to just get out there and prove, um, at the time, prove to my brother that I could be more than what I was instead of just being stuck in some sort of rat race as you call it um and climbing that corporate ladder because you know if that didn't happen I'd probably still be at the bank or building society today um because it certainly gave me a kick because again as I said that pain just got put into something um so I pushed for a pay rise um for the next job up I pushed for that I was told I wasn't ready for it I was like I am ready just try me um so maybe it was people that weren't expecting me to bounce back so quick I'm not going to say here. I'm not going to sit here and say I didn't have bad days because I certainly do. I still do to this day. Um, but it's what you do with those bad days and what you do with the attitude of those bad days. And all I do is I'll get up the next day and I'll be like, right, I'm going to smash it today. I'm going to be even better than what I was yesterday. <laughs> Hope that makes sense. <laughs> oh, it doesn't make sense, but it makes perfect sense because life doesn't make sense what happens why it happens when it happens you're like what on earth is going on yeah. why is this happening and we've suffered a few bereavements lately as well and one minute I'm celebrating in business because I've just achieved a new milestone next minute I'm crying next minute as people have seen I'm bedridden because I've got you know back pains or something <laughs> like that um next minute I'm dancing to Tina Turner and no no it doesn't make sense <laughs> <laughs> go girl <laughs> thank you performances every Thursday um no but I I just don't get it right but no one understands it until one day it does make sense like you say you look back and you think because of you because of this this is why I'm now this person this is why I'm a better mother this is why I'm a better business person and yes you would give your arm and leg to have that person back but like you said 
the events happened the way they happened and you know you wouldn't have the business that you've got you wouldn't have the son that you have and you know you just can't wish for things to be different like i say like don't wish for things to be different just wish that you were better just be better every day that's my motto and that you just said exactly the same thing yeah yeah just be stronger be bigger than your problems and when you get a problem then just make your strength and ability to deal with it stronger right make it make it bigger so i i'm not happy for you for what you had to go through but i'm happy for where you are yeah because make sure that's can, yeah and i can see who you are today and how you've worked with the the, the past to make this um a reality for yourself so there are a lot of listeners who often again offline talk to me about I've even had this situation, Christy, where there's a couple of women who I know are pregnant in financial services and haven't announced it and don't want to share that information because, yeah, what would you say? I've never been pregnant. But I can see where the fear comes from, right? I can see how fearful it might be to start your own business, be this boss person, not woman, not man, but you're a boss, you're 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 an owner of a business, and then suddenly you're pregnant, right? Yeah. What would you say to those listeners? Take it in your stride. Just take it in your stride. There's, you know, there's days where I could have a meltdown because I don't feel like I'm the world's best mom. Um, you know, I've been told by people, well, previous mums, um, that why do I work so much or why don't I spend more time with my son? Why is my son in nursery? And I've only got one child at the end of the day. And people have different views on everything. Now, my view is I wanted my child to have the best um, social skills in life. That's something you, you can't really teach people. So nursery for him was good. He doesn't want to sit at home, listen to his mum all day or playing whatever mum wants to play with him or colouring in because I can only give him so much from a from a child's perspective. So for me, putting him in nursery was the best thing. Um, so don't ever feel guilty about that. As much as he cries some days when I pick him up, I rang nursery up going, is he okay? Because I'm like crying on the way to work. And um, they're like, yeah, he's fine. As soon as you went out the gate, absolutely fine. Like they will literally play on your heartstrings. I kid you not. He still does to this day. He's so clever. It's unreal. Um, so just don't let little things like that phase you. Um, things like nursery or giving him over to parents, grandparents, sorry. Um, just do it. It's good for them. And it's good for them to go and socialize. That's how I see it. And it shows because he he's now in school. And I said to him the other day, I was like, mommy's got to work late um, next Wednesday. And I know we normally spend a lot of time together on a Wednesday. And I said, do you want to go into, he calls it nursery, it's wraparound care. I was like, do you want to go into nursery? He goes, yeah, can I take my Spider-Man book? And I was like, okay, then we'll ask your teachers. And all it is is a coloring book, loves it. Because all his little best mates are there. So it just shows in little things like that, that I'm sure he loves time with his mum, like I love time with him, but it hasn't done him any detriment because he actually loves going there and he loves playing with his friends or colouring in all his little marbles and stuff. So um, yeah, definitely don't ever have mum guilt. Um, If anything now, I probably look at it as if to say, I'd like my son to grow up and think, do you know what, my mum was the best mom ever like she could split her time like I can switch off he'll come home like if he walked through the door this second I could switch off from work not worry about it he goes bed at seven or eight and I'll be back at work again work mode I'm real it's real it's a talent 
And it takes a while to get it to try and switch off from work, spend that quality time with them and then start your work again if, if you need to. So what I started doing was adjusting my work around my little boy. Um, so it's just finding little adaptions. 100% you can do it. Um, you know, I must work ridiculous hours, but I still maintain a relationship with my little boy and still like to think I'm the best mum to him. Um, certainly give him everything we go traveling. Um, I try and give him as much life experience as possible and run a business, staff, clients. So you can do it. You just got to have a strong mind. You are going to have bad days and you've just got to get through them because not every day is a bad day. Oh, Christy, can you give me this pep talk one day in the future when I might be pregnant? Because yeah. I would, you know, it does it it does bring fear into me, and I'll be I'll be the one to to speak up about it. You know, maybe some people don't want to declare that or you know hide that sentiment, and that's fine to have to share. But you know, certainly, like my baby right now is the business, and that is what I love, and that's what I've been growing and and raising and nurturing and obviously one day I do want to have a family as well with my husband but I don't want to be seen any different I don't want people to look and be like oh you know like fears that might come into my head would be things like oh she's not going to be as uh, as available as she normally is um she's going to be tired or I might be feeling um run ragged that I'm like oh actually I'm not doing my best in business because I think I, I want to try and maintain this this version of Rosalia as much as possible. Like I love who I am not right now. I love what I'm learning. I love what I'm doing. I'd love my life, but um, I don't know what it will feel like to be a mother either. So I yeah. just have to embrace it when and if it comes, you know, if that's something that is planned for me in the future, if that's in my destiny, I what I would say to the listeners and myself as a listener is you can't plan what you're going to be like for something you've never been. I've never been worry, that's something that hasn't happened. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet. So, <laughs> but if you are currently, you know, pregnant or planning to be, but you have this apprehension about, okay, but when the baby's in the house and can I can I keep my business up? You know, obviously yeah. I hope you find words of comfort from Chrissy and her um methods and her um I think it just comes down to just being ridiculously organized and really well <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. I'm not really person, but again just get skills so for example yes. I've got my lovely Leanne she organizes my whole life if I didn't have her I think my life would be upside down but uh, you know her best skills is organization and okay. everything else that comes with it so that's just one skill of hers um of many <laughs> so yes. you know I'm not the, I'm not the most organized person I'm really not but if I know I'm not and that's the point so I brought somebody else in to help me so she keeps me organized like you know if you've got your PA she organizes you because it does get busier and it gets harder um but then saying that you know on the back of that I came off maternity leave when he was about nine months old and if I need to go and see a client I take him in the office and we're pretty much setting up the new office um the same way because again everybody who works with me we've all got kids so you know, if the, if the schools are on strike or um, teacher training day or we've got summer holidays, we can't get cover, bring the kids in. It, my clients aren't bothered. We do tell them in advance. Um, and if they have got an issue with it, then we just book it for another day that the children aren't there. So do, do you know what? You can make it work. It's just what you're willing to do to make it work. So um, you might have seen that video I put on my story. Um, I had to take Blake, in, Blake into the work with me um, a couple of weeks ago. 
And I said, right, you're going to come work with mummy. He was like, yeah, okay then. And he's like, mummy, can I shred some paper? I was like, yeah, of course you can. I was like, so how much do you, how much do you want me to pay you to, to shred some paper? £100. I was like, oh my wow, God. Wow, hello. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you've got him like a high standard. Um, so yeah, he's, he's already hustling. Um, and, you know, my point of view is it's opening him up to the real world at a very young age. So, and he's mixing in with adults and other children as well. So, yeah, you Absolutely can do anything that. you want to do with it. You know, as long as you're willing to do it, you can do it. It'll work. Yes. Yeah. What I'm learning from this is <laughs> that balance between, I think this is where your values are, right? So because your values are aligned and they're very strong to, um, you, you, you know, you're very at the core you're run by your values basically so you're saying you know I want my child to have social skills that's why they're in you know nursery not because I cannot be you know I know you've mentioned in your comments <laughs> so where, mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly, where people have said like you know why is your son at nursery why aren't you looking after him and you're like you're assuming that I've dumped my son in nursery because I don't want to look after him when actually I probably could look after him all day long but he's just not going to get the same benefits and I totally agree with that I think I I won't ever have childcare problems because at least the way life is right now because you know you've got grandparents nearby um your cousins I mean you know lots of people that would help but even then I'm like I don't want my grandparents to be the only other people that my children know like yeah. I even though I'd have all the time in the world if we wanted to, to just be flexible and look after children, like, I want them to go in and socialize with people. Like school was my best time. You know, you make friends and you make friendships and there's events and parties, like who wouldn't want to be part of that? So I think today there is, um, there are children actually struggling with, um, I hear this a lot from my friends who are either working in, in nurseries or have children themselves who say, and I don't know if you've seen this, but they say that um, the post-COVID children are struggling with things like sharing. They How are. does that, have you seen that at all? No, because I was lucky because my um, husband's military and he could continue going to nursery and we actually don't have any family members around us. Like all my family live like over two, both of our families actually live over 220 miles away. So Wow. Honestly, if I can do something like this, anyone can. So you <laughs> um, basically have no yeah. family support around you. <laughs> no. Um, his dad's away a lot all the time. So it is it's a lot of me and him. And like, yeah, I don't know. Like if I honestly if I can do something like this, then literally anybody can. Run a business, run staff, got a little boy, he goes nursery. Yeah, anyone can do it. Like I said to you, it's mindset and I'm putting it down to there. But going back to your question. Um, I really didn't see it with Blake, I'll be honest. Um, but I think every kid goes through, every child goes through a different stage. So we had an angry stage off Blake not so long ago. And I was thinking, oh my God, is it because I'm a bad mom? Is it because I don't, you know, I'm not spending enough time with him? But it's literally just sitting down with them and talking through the emotions with them. Like they'll get through it. You just got to work on it, haven't you? It's just like, it's like us having a bad day really, isn't it? Absolutely, and yeah. We... Days I don't want to share my food. Yeah. <laughs> So no day does anyone want to share their food. No, that's that's a very good point as well. You know, it's not, I think it's just a trend that people are saying, yeah, obviously because, and it doesn't have to just be post COVID, but it might be, it might show in uh, children who don't grow up around other children might struggle when they go into reception, for example. So that's just always the case. Um, I, I wanted to ask you one more question. And that is, 
what do you do for Christy? What about Christy Ooh. love? What about the Christy time? How do you nurture and look after yourself? So, gym. Love the gym. And it's really good. It's really good for the headspace. Oh, my you God. You can tell yeah. if I've not been in the gym. Like, I am such a grumpy person. And I just think you're more proactive. As soon as I've been in the gym, I'm just like 100 miles an hour. But that is me. So I will hit 100 miles an hour. Come the end of the year, I'll have a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a drop because I'm just mentally exhausted. But that's fine. As long as you um, manage it and as long as you go, right, okay, I'm mentally exhausted, just take a couple of days out, you know, then you're back in. Um, so it's really just looking after that. So for me, the gym um, is mainly my time. And... I don't really do much else, to be honest. I like walking. I don't around. know how you could, because where would you put it in? But um, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Like the gym is a big one. I do a lot of um, therapy, and it's ooh. not because I'm unstable by any means. I'm a bit nuts, but that's northern. So <laughs> <laughs> um, again, do you know what? That was actually quite life changing, and that that came up quite random. Actually, I was just with all my best friends and. Um, they said one of them had been to a hypnotherapist and they were like, do you know what? You'd be quite good for it, Christy. And I just started laughing. And I was like, why would I be good for it? I'm totally fine as you are, ego-driven. Um, totally fine. You look at everything that's happened in your life, Christy. Like, do you not think that's going to catch up with you one day? That was it. I was like, oh. And then I was thinking, well, what if it does? So I went, typical me, I sat there and... Um, I don't know if I should be here and I don't want to waste your time but if I just tell you briefly about my whole life A to B just tell me if I need help (laughs) how can you fix me (laughs) and he went right okay just some drop I was like yeah yeah how long have you got (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no I went there and there's a saying is that it's your unconscious mind and it just opened up a whole new new door. So like I remember just coming back the next day after um, after the weekend, after having my first session and I thought, right, okay, here we go. And you know what? Like thought process, ideas, they just come wild, like so much clearer than before. And all it is is just getting rid of those little traumas because we have them every day, don't we? And yeah. I've talked about one of the biggest traumas in my life. So um, there's obviously a lot of things that happen that way. And I'll still continue doing it because um, I feel it's really good for me. And I've seen a lot of change in me. Like I don't really get angry at anything. I don't get annoyed at anything. don't get irritated. I just go, yeah, okay, that's fine. And I've always really been like that. But there is a point where you're like, oh, my God, people are annoying me a bit now. Or this is going (laughs) right. Or that's not going right. And, you know, everybody has that stage where now I'm just like, yeah, whatever. That's fine. I'll go to the gym. That's it. Done. Like it's kind of like a peace. Like I'm completely at peace at everything. And I don't stress about anything. I don't really get anxious. And this was all after starting the business, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It, it's helped with growth. And I've noticed every single time the business has grown. Well, every yeah. single time you've seen the therapist. Yeah. Well, what's her number? I'm booking him in this week. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, covered. So if you could share the details with meditation. That would be amazing because I'm sure we could all do with more growth. I am genuinely looking for, I'm really glad you raised that point about sharing the fact that you're having therapy. Um, You don't need to justify why. You don't need to have a medical condition to have 
um, therapy. I, I've had it. I have therapy in different forms. Sometimes I buy myself something nice. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's just talking to my husband, my mum. Sometimes it might be taking a bath. That's a you know a, a way of self nurturing. Um, I also book in and schedule emotional hangover days. Um, so Ooh. yeah, I share that with everyone. Um, spa day, yeah. actually. Oh, Yours that? Your spa day. My spa day. <laughs> yes. That was it. That was my okay. emotional hangover day because. I knew I'd had a really busy week. Oh, and we had a funeral coming up. The So it was a bank holiday. So we were going to have a funeral on the Thursday. So I just took my husband away on Sunday and Monday. I was like, look, this weekend, we're just going to be in a bubble and it's just me and you. Um, and we're going to, you know, forget the diet, forget whatever else we're doing, we're meant to be doing. We're just going to relax here, right? So we had a really beautiful weekend. And then sometimes... Um, the emotional hangover days that I book might just be like, so for, for example, next week, um, well, at the time of recording, this will be so week commencing the 19th or the 12th of June, I'll be in. OK, in one week, I've got to be in Newcastle, yep. Birmingham, Watford and London. Oh, wow. In that same week. Ooh, OK, so I've had to this has been the hardest thing. I've had to drop one thing that I could drop. Like th there's some stuff that I can't drop. So I've dropped Birmingham. Um, and uh, that was for the NEC. So if you're watching this show after, I wasn't at the NEC in Birmingham because I physically could not go from Newcastle to Birmingham and then back to Watford in the same week. So it it's gutting. I didn't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. But obviously, it's just a choice I have to make for myself. But then basically, I've booked, you know, Saturday to be off and to have a massage and, you know, just maybe work less on Monday, like just somehow booking that time in. So if that helps anyone listening to, um, you know, you can take my idea of emotional hangover days. Absolutely. I get, I get more hangovers from emotions than I do alcohol because I, I barely yeah. drink. So, that. so yeah, I don't actually have alcohol hangover days um really like maybe one a quarter if that um I don't to do it yeah, exactly. I, don't, I mean I get past two vinos and I'm like Woo! <laughs> Tina Turner comes out so so yeah I'm a bit different um in that sense so yeah Chrissy look you've shared the the most vulnerable side of you the truest side the the most yeah the the best the worst the everything of you so I really do appreciate you doing that for me, for the audience, for yourself, like just to give this space and honoring yourself here today um, and really just taking stock of that journey. I do hope you listen to the, I, none of us like listening to ourselves, but I really do hope you you listen back to this episode <laughs> because I want you to hear, you know, how far you've come, who you are, where you are. And um, yeah, I hope this goes down as one of the the greatest things that you did, I hope. It will. Sure. Yeah. It's definitely the first. I was so nervous. Like, I don't. Do you know what? It was one of the biggest things I said this year. I was like, right, I need to really go on social media. I need to do videos. I need to put myself out there. So this is one of them. And um, it's it's been really really nice because again, I've been watching you for ages, <laughs> and I think it's it's nice to actually um, break that podcast virginity as you say yes. was that with me yeah. oh I'm privileged wow um well I hope you enjoyed it uh, yeah. um I have absolutely loved getting to know you beyond the Instagram um 
you are the way you put yourself out there to be. You are definitely yourself. So um, I'm glad to vouch for that. You don't need a blue tick. I'm Aww. definitely one to say, yeah, you definitely come across the, the way um, you intend to. So please nice. never stop. Keep, um, as we say in Manuka Media, keep positively pollinating, show your best self, you know, be that um, that beacon of light that people need. So yeah, thank you for for being that person. Thank you for having me.